Hey, dear listener, Anthony here. Before we hop into the show, I wanted to let you know about an incredible new resource we just released, The Five Rules of Investing. Dan and I are huge advocates of modeling the behaviors of the people who have done what you hope to do. And who better to model when it comes to investing than legendary investors like Warren Buffett, Howard Marks, and Ray Dalio? This free ebook breaks down the simple time-tested strategies of billionaire real estate investors that you can use to take your investing to the next level. So head over to InvictusMultifamily.com and grab your ebook today. All right, now let's hop into the show. Today, we're going to talk about the four ways that you can make money investing in real estate. These are the four reasons why we at Invictus Capital love real estate so much and why you should too. Hey, what is up, everybody? I'm Anthony Vecino with Invictus Capital, the author of Passive Investing Made Simple and the co-host of the podcast Multifamily Investing Made Simple. There's a lot of different types of assets. There's a lot of different business plans that you can execute when it comes to investing in real estate, but it all really boils down when it comes to making money to these four things. Number one, cash flow. So cash flow is the lifeblood of a healthy business. When we think about our real estate, we want to think about it as though it is a business. It's not just a building with people living in it. It is a building with customers and it's generating cash flow. And if we're running a good business, then it's going to generate more cash flow per month than it costs us in expenses and our debt service. And that's a good thing. The more cash flow that we have, the healthier our business is, the more likely we can subs- uh, sustain, you know, dips in the market or things not going quite to plan if there's more expenses one month or another. And the other great thing about having surplus cash flow each month is you can take that in the form of distributions. So it's putting money into your own bank each month, which is awesome because if you want to get out of your W2, if you want to replace your your primary income, or if you're a passive investor who's just looking to you know keep having new cash flows coming in so they can pay for their vacations or whatever, then this is going to be that thing. Every month, a consistent check is landing in your mailbox. It's awesome. That's cash flow. The number two way that we can make money uh, investing in real estate, and this is uh, one of the ways that people often forget about, is the mortgage paydown. So each month, we own this building, and inside of it, our customers, our residents, they are living in our buildings, and they are paying their rent. Now, our biggest bill every month is going to go to the bank to the person or the company that lent all that debt onto the building. So we have our mortgage and each month our residents are going to be paying that down. That's awesome. So maybe we take out a loan initially for a million dollars. Well, each month when our, when our uh, rent checks are coming in, that's going towards paying down that loan. That's equity in the property. And that's going to be hard to realize. Like we're not going to be able to go spend that at the grocery store, but we can do two things to get that money out and put it back into our pocket so we can actually go and do stuff with it. One, we could do what's called a cash out refinance. And what this is, is when we get enough equity into a building, say we took out a loan initially for a million dollars, but we paid it down to 700,000. And now our building is maybe worth a little bit more than what we paid for it. So maybe 1.5 million. There's all this equity, say $700,000 of equity sitting in our building. We can go to the bank and take out a new loan for that new higher amount. We can pay off the old loan and then we can take the difference in the form of cash flow. That's awesome. That's powerful. The other thing that we can do is we can just sell the building 
right? Just go sell the building. We have less debt on it than when we bought the building. That equity can now be realized. And that's powerful. That's one of the things that a lot of times we forget is one of the hidden benefits of owning real estate is that our residents are paying down this building year after year after year. Awesome. The number three way that we can make money in real estate, and this is, I know, not a super sexy topic, is the taxes. You you save so much when you own real estate in taxes. Because I think it was Warren Buffett, maybe, maybe I'm just falsely attributing it to him. It's not about what you make, it's about what you keep. And the biggest, biggest expense that you're going to have at any given point in your life is Uncle Sam. He's coming for his due. Now, one of the benefits of owning real estate is we get to defer so much of our taxable liability. And it's because Uncle Sam wants to incentivize us to invest in real estate. It's not shady. We're not evading taxes. See, the government is incentivizing us because they realize what a valuable proposition we bring to society. Think about this. Think about how well the DMVs run. Now, imagine that you had to rent your building from the government and like how horrible that would be every month, right? The government doesn't want to get involved in that. They want us as private investors to do that. And so they incentivize it by making it really advantageous. And the way this works out then is something called depreciation, which we've shot multiple videos on it. It can be a complicated topic, but it, it pays so much value to go and learn how this works so that you can take maximum advantage of it in your investing career. So that's number three is the tax advantages. Number four, and this is my favorite. This is, this is the Mac daddy. It's a little word called appreciation. It goes a long way. Now, when we talk about appreciation, there's actually two forms of appreciation that really matter. Number one is organic appreciation. And number two is forced appreciation. Let's first talk about organic because this is the one that most people are familiar with. Now, here's a little backstory. When I started my investing career, my active investing career, I went and bought a triplex and I bought it for $246,500 and I got it with an FHA loan, which is just a a fancy little loan. That means I have to live in the building, but in exchange, I get a really, I can, I can buy it by putting down 3% down payment. So that was like $7,500. It was like practically nothing. It was great. I was living in this building that I paid 246,000 for. And then nine months later, I went back to the bank and it had appreciated to $375,000. So in nine months, it somehow miraculously became worth $125,000 more than what I paid for it. Now you might look at me and say, Anthony, you must be a genius. You must be like a really good investor. And you're, you're right. I am. But that had nothing to do with it. Um, I just got really lucky because I bought it in a neighborhood that was benefiting from organic appreciation, which means that all the other buildings around me were selling at a huge premium. And as because there was new development coming in and people were just wanting to live there for various reasons. As a consequence, my building got to be lifted up on that tide and I did really well on that investment. Now that's organic appreciation. The problem with it is that you have no control over it. It is what it is. The market is what the market is. And if you time it right and you're in the right place at the right time, you can do very well, but that could have easily gone against me right? I I didn't do anything to deserve that extra $125,000. I could have easily lost 125, which leads us to the second form of appreciation, which is the one that I really love. It's forced appreciation. Now, 
To understand forced appreciation, you have to understand the difference in how, say, a single family or a duplex or a triplex or a quad are valued versus how a larger multifamily or industrial retail office building is valued. Now, my little triplex, it was considered residential. And residential loans, they're valued based off of comparables. So whatever the building across the street sold for, if it's pretty comparable to my building, that's more or less what my building's going to be worth. Right now, if Jim across the street had to sell at a big discount, that was going to negatively affect the value of my building. If Jim across the street sells at a massive premium, well, that's going to do great things for me. In both of those equations, I have no control over what Jim does. So whether my building goes up or down, kind of outside of my control. That's different than commercial real estate. And this is why commercial real estate is so cool is because they're not based off of comparables. Their value is based off of the income approach. So we think about these buildings more as businesses and we say, well, how much profit is this building generating? The more profit it's generating, the more valuable it is. That makes sense, right? Now, as owners, we can go in, we can buy these buildings and then we look for ways to make them more profitable. And really that boils down to two things. We go and we increase revenue or we decrease the expenses in either, either approach. We're making our buildings more valuable through forced appreciation, which is awesome because once you understand all the different levers that you can pull, you can make just enormous returns with the confidence that the returns are actually going to be there. It's something that's inside your control. So those are the four ways that you can make money in real estate investments, regardless of if that's single family homes, industrial, mobile home parks, apartment buildings, whatever. It comes down to appreciation. You got the mortgage pay down, the tax benefits, and best of all, appreciation. So that's going to do it for us, guys. Hopefully you got a little bit of value out of this video. If you did, make sure that you smash that like button, go hit subscribe, and we'll see you in the next video. Hey, thanks for joining us for another episode of Multifamily Investing Made Simple. If you enjoyed the show, could you do us a massive favor? Head over to iTunes and leave a five-star rating and review. Your feedback, it means the world to us as it helps us grow and spread the word about multifamily investing. And don't forget, sharing is caring. So fire this episode over to any friends or family who you think could benefit from learning all about multifamily investing. Thanks, guys. We appreciate every single one of you, and we'll see you on the next show.